So my friends, in today's gospel, we have this second prediction of our passion. We're in this time after Peter's confession of faith, where our Lord now is teaching his apostles about what it really means that he is the Christ. And he uses his example of, of receiving um, one child such as this in my name. Now, a few points that we can reflect upon uh, with regard to that this morning. The first is that uh, they were able to find a kid around when they got there in Capernaum. But I think when we picture the gospel scenes, we just think of like Jesus and the apostles or Jesus and, and the, um, the Pharisees confronting him or the people that need to be cured or all of that. And like we, we leave out of that mental picture that there are children around, right? There are families around. There, there, there's a real kind of life around our Lord. And that particularly with, with young children, uh, when he's in a town, it's not just like, oh, this is our serious adult business, right? Like, there, there's kids around, and what do kids do? They, they make noise, and they run around, and they play their games, and that's great. When we picture the mental scene of what it looks like with our Lord, we should really consider that, that there, there's children around, and that we, as his disciples, should, um, we should want churches that have a lot of children around. And children make noise, they cry, they move around, right? They do all that. And that's good. Like, that's a good thing. It's a really good thing um, to have that environment. That's the environment that was around our Lord. The worship of God is family business. And so families, all members of the family, are welcome. There's, there's a few churches and movements within churches, even some Catholic churches, sadly, that it's like, even with a, the family mass, you know, our religious education happens during Sunday mass because the, the mass and the preaching and the all that, that's the adult business and the kids have to go off and do their own thing so we don't have crying babies interrupting a well-prepared sermon, right? Uh, and think, that's just ridiculous. That's not how our Lord did it. We should want children around, right? We should be inviting families. We should have our, our church be an environment. Now look, 8 o'clock mass is still a little early. There's going to be a lot of kids at the 10 o'clock mass, and that's great, and there's more, and there's more, and that's wonderful. That's a type of community we want to continue to build, where full families in all, all ages are welcome, but particularly the, the young, the infants, and children, you know, toddlers, and, and all of that. Like, that's a, the welcoming, good community that we want, and we want to keep creating, and that's the community that was around our Lord. It was full families. It wasn't just him and the apostles with their own kind of self-importance. And that's usually the apostles' problem. Remember the other story where children tried to come to Jesus and the apostles stopped them, right? No, he's too busy for you, kid. Like, go home. Uh, no, they, our Lord's never too busy. Let the children come to me, right? Absolutely, our, our, the, the joy of children. And then using children, toddlers in particular, um, infants as an example, how do we receive children, right? How do we receive infants and toddlers? There's, we receive them on their terms, right? They kind of set the terms. My nephew, uh, who is almost six months old, oh uh, no, he's nine months old now, it's something like that. I, I'll, you know, he's about nine months old. He, um, he, he's just able to start crawling, which is awesome, right? He's sitting up, um, uh, and it's just like, yeah, like, so when I go see him, I'll see him later today. Um, like, I'm going to, like, get down on the floor and talk to him, whatever. And, like, it's on his terms. It's not like, hi, hi, Colton, Uncle Mike's here, so let's talk some theology. And, you know, you better, better hold, keep, keep an interest in conversation. Like, he barely makes sounds. 
my niece, you know, she's in her terrible twos. And she's a total, she's a total brat. And we receive her on her terms. And it's beautiful. And you love her for it, right? Uh, the new thing is to call me, but not to say anything. Like, so she'll say to my sister, like, call uncle. So my sister calls me, says, Brinley wants to talk to you. And she goes, she just says nothing, right? And she's like, well, if you're not going to say anything, he's going to go. And so they hang up. And as soon as they hang up, no, no, call uncle back, right? And, and it's just like, it's this thing. And instead of being like, Forget it. I, look, if someone else were to call me and not say anything, I would, I would just stop answering their calls, right? But not with them, right? We receive children on their terms. And children allow us to, to get over ourselves a little bit, right? Uh, or to get over ourselves a lot. That we could all be very self-important. But when we're around babies and toddlers, children, it's even the way that we talk to them. It's like, I would never talk to a, an adult, a rational human being, the way I talk to a two-year-old. But we do it with kids, because that's it. They set the terms. And that teaches us how we should receive the gospel. We receive the gospel on Jesus' terms. We receive it the way we receive children. We don't set the terms of the gospel. We don't say that I'm going to receive the gospel on these terms in my way. I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, but I'm going to do it in my way, on my terms. Rather, we should receive the gospel the same way we receive children. With the gospel, with all of its goodness, with the love of God, with everything our Lord wants to give us, we should receive it on his terms. And to receive the message of God, oftentimes, we just got to get over ourselves. Right? We just have to be open to the fact that I, I sin. I sin all the time. And God loves me enough to lift me up out of that sin and to teach me how to follow him. And I'm going to receive it on his terms. I'm going to follow our Lord the way he wants to be followed. I'm going to let him set the tone of the conversation with his love for me, with his mercy. And I'm not going to just do this like, I'll take these parts of Catholicism that fit with my preset worldview and I'm going to leave these other parts that don't to the side. We let Jesus set the terms of how we follow him. We let Jesus be the one to decide. And we humble ourselves to receive his message. Jesus is teaching his apostles that he's not going to be the glorious conqueror of the Romans who's going to militarily kick them out of Israel but that he will be a Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. He'll be our God who humbles himself, who is mocked, who's, who's scorned, who's, who's beaten and spit upon, and who ultimately dies for us. And they don't want to hear that. The gospel on my terms, my way. Here's the Messiah I want. Well, look. If I'm going to set the, there's only one Messiah. And if I'm going to set the terms for what kind of Messiah I want and Jesus doesn't fit it, there's, there's no one else out there. We need, he's teaching them to be open like children. Uh, the way that we're open to children, that we need to be willing to receive the gospel in that same way. Receiving the gospel on its own terms. Jesus sets the tone of the conversation. Everything else changes around him. And so we should use just the real-world example. Next time we're around children, infants, toddlers, and we just see the way that we, we receive them with love and total love. 
um, total flexibility and humility, the way that they change the tone of the whole thing. And we should use that as a reminder for us that that's the way, Jesus tells me, that's the way to receive the gospel, to humble ourselves, to be open, and to receive the gospel with joy, with total joy. Um, it may make demands on us. Uh, it may change. It definitely changes when someone, you know, when, when a, someone first has a baby, like that first baby, everything changes. Really good friends of mine whose wedding I did last year are going to have their first baby like any day now. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure two of the grandmother, two grandmothers are, are here today, and that's great, right? These, the, they're having this baby any day now, but everything's going to change around that little one when it comes. Everything changes. When we receive the gospel, everything changes. The whole center of gravity now shifts around our Lord, but it's a joy. It's a total delight, and we receive it entirely on God's terms. So we ask our Lord for this grace, to be open to the gospel, to receive it on his terms, so that receiving the joy of the gospel into our hearts, our lives may be transformed by the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ.